0: Is good, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Defenders of the Bank. Of course, sitting to my right at beautiful Philly Monster Studios is... Philly! That's right, Christian Philly Philemon, and of course, I am J.R. Liebert, The Scarf. And I know what a lot of you guys are thinking right now. Wait a minute, they just dropped an episode... About the last game, what are they doing releasing another episode now? Well, Philly and I had an incredible experience and an opportunity through LAFC to be at the wonderful Performance Center out at Cal State LA last Friday, May the 3rd. Philly, what did you think about that beautiful Performance Center out there?
1: I mean, it was fantastic. I remember parking in the lot right across from there, And you could hear the boys practicing and I saw a ball come out and hit like the pole and it had that clank that a leather ball hits a a pole and I was like, oh my God, this is really, really happening. I am at the Performance Center. We are at the Performance Center. We are about to do something that we haven't done before it was pretty uh, pretty nerve-wracking, but really exciting. Yeah, look, it was one of those things where the entire time, going through the back of my head,
0: it was just like, okay, be cool, be cool, be cool. Pretend like you've been here before, but the entire time I'm thinking, but I haven't been here before. This is unreal. It was so cool to see the practice facility, and the reason why we are there, first of all, big thank you to Aubrey over at LAFC PR, is that we were able to set up an interview with LAFC goalkeeper, Philip Ejimadu. That's right, the backup goalkeeper for LAFC, currently on loan for FC Tucson. We were able to interview him last Friday, May the 3rd. And a lot has happened since then in the career of Philip Ejimadu. In fact, just today on May 7th, this is not part of LAFC history, but he's part of LAFC. So we're going to talk about it. He was named to the week six USL league one team of the week. Congratulations to Philip. And as you'll hear in our interview, I know Philly talks about all the incredible accolades that he's received through the first six weeks of the USL season. So you listen to that in the interview coming up in just a minute. But we wanted to go over a quick little bit of LAFC news and this day in LAFC history before we kick off our previously recorded interview with Philip. The primary transfer window of the MLS closed today. That transfer window opened on February 13th. The window closed today, May 7th, with no moves being made by LAFC. And it was actually a relatively quiet transfer window all throughout the MLS. Not a whole lot to speak about. But in this day in LAFC history, that's right, we're going to include a quick this day in LAFC history segment Yesterday, May 6, 2019, New Era caps were named as an official partner of LAFC. So that'll that'll hopefully mean that there'll be some more of those fitted caps online and in the store. We know that's probably the most popular hat in LAFC. Today, May 7th, 2019, some big LAFC and MLS history being made. For only the seventh time in MLS history, a player was named the back to back player of the month in MLS. And of course, that is our very own Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela, five goals, two assists in the month of April. And again, only the seventh player to be named back-to-back MLS player of the month. And if you're listening to this tomorrow, there's a kind of a neat bit of LAFC history. Back in 2018 on May 8th, 2018. Rodrigo Pacheco was waived by LAFC. He became the first player in LAFC history to appear in an official game to be waived. That's right. The first ever player who was waived by LAFC who had actually appeared in a game. And lastly, May 9th, 2018, Eduardo Tuesta and Mark Anthony K both score their first career goals in a 2-0 win over Minnesota United last year, that game featured five yellow cards for Minnesota. It was a 2 nothing drubbing, and we pretty much had control all the way throughout. And that wraps up this day in LAFC history, Philly. So excited to share with our fans the great interview with Philip Ejimadu.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited, too. We definitely had a lot of fun within that interview. Being at that performance center was fantastic, like you said earlier trying to be as professional as possible, and we most certainly were. I take great pride in our equipment and how we do things. So we got a lot of compliments with our setup in the conference room. And I had that sucker ready to go. You were on your way in. and That felt pretty good. The interview went awesome. You're going to hear it here momentarily. But then afterwards, Philip was kind enough to give us a tour of the performance center itself. And I remember the moment when we walked into the cafeteria, and boom, there are all the players just, standing there looking at us, and all I could think of was... Hi, like
0: <laughs> right. I had, I had nothing to uh, it. It was the uh, the Alice Cooper back of backstage scene
1: in We're Wayne's We're not World. worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> I, I just I got all goose pimpled all over. It was really cool, dude. It was crazy. At one point, I think you went to your car to get Philip Edgemato, a defenders of the bank scarf, and then this tall, skinny gentleman walks by and he's shaking the hands of everybody in the lobby, including myself. And I look over and he's just like, "Hey, hey, nice to meet you." I'm like. Well, hello, Edward Attuesta. And I'm thinking, wow, that's crazy. And then, boom, Nico Hamalainen walks by. I'm like, wow, there goes three umlauts. Wear a scarf. He would appreciate saying something to three umlauts. And then Christian Ramirez, we caught him on his way out, and he was very nice. He said, he said bye to us. And I don't know, man. It was, it was such a trip. And then here's the thing where it all came front and center to me, where I started feeling calm. We saw a mod, somebody who we know and we've seen for a very long time. And that made right. me feel like. I don't know, like we kind of belonged in that building, wouldn't you say? Well, you know, I don't know if I got
0: the feeling like I belonged yet. In fact, especially if they made me play soccer at all, they would know very, very quickly that I don't belong anywhere near the performance center. But the nice persona and the team friendly environment and atmosphere that we see every day in a lot of these videos and everything else, it really is who a lot of these guys are. They were so nice to us when we were there. Heck, even Fito, when we were being walked through the uh-huh. locker room, by by Philip, Philip goes, oh, hey, guys, there's Zelaya. We both said hi. Fido said hi. It was like, you know, it really made us feel like we weren't the outsiders that I kind of felt like we were when we first walked in. Look, it was such a great experience to be out there at the Performance Center. And, yeah, you know, at the end of our interview, I definitely felt like we belonged because, you know what, we, we do take a lot of pride in what we do. We love this podcast and want to put on a great show for everybody listening. So I do have a
1: very quick wait what moment. Oh, I- yeah. And I, you were with me on that. We were walking like by the, the weight room. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. I love it. And, and there's Bob the Builder stretching it with his eyes closed. He looked very intense. And in my head, I'm thinking, don't call him coach. Don't call him coach. <laughs> but I couldn't muster up the courage or the words to really say anything because he was in such a moment. I didn't want to break that Train of thought that he was having. Yeah, he, he was contemplating something pretty deeply. He was at a
0: full workout, by the way, when we were leaving, too. We're talking about a full sweat, running and getting his sweat on there in the gym. I mean... He was ready to lace them up and go play out there. It was, it was cool to see Bob kind of in his, his own element working out in the gym. And again, a big thank you to Aubrey over at LAFC PR for setting this up. So without further ado, here is our interview previously recorded May 3rd with Philip Ejimadu, goalkeeper for both LAFC and FC Tucson.
1: All right. Welcome to another edition of Defenders of the Bank with Philly and The Scarf. We are recording this episode from LAFC's beautiful performance center here on the campus of Cal State LA. The reason why we are here rather than at Philip Monster Studios in Burbank is because we have a very, very, my emphasizing the verys, very special guest on our show today. He is one of LAFC's 2019 goalkeeper signings. He is currently on loan and killing the competition at FC Tucson. That's right. Tuesday, he secured FC Tucson's first clean sheet in history when they faced the Lansing Ignite. His performance even earned him a man-of-the-match nod. He currently leads the USL League One in saves with 17. Ladies and gentlemen, Philip Ejimadu, Welcome to Defenders of the Bank, Philip.
2: Hey, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the
1: opportunity, and it's it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. I know I could speak for Scarf and myself. We're super excited to have you on. We've been cheering for you ever since we saw you in January against that Visal Kobe game. And I know we're excited. The listeners are out there excited to hear your story. So... Let's just get right into it. No, yeah, let's start it. Scarfy, yeah. kick us off.
0: Yeah, Philip, again, thank you so much. You are the first player interview that we have ever had here on Defenders of the Bank, so we, we really do appreciate you coming on. You know, you've had such an interesting journey to get here to the MLS and right, right here where you are now in professional soccer. You know, for those that aren't familiar with your story, you were born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Your mom is Brazilian, your dad is from Nigeria. Yep. Tell us a little bit about what it's was like growing up in that household.
2: Well, it's a crazy story because uh, I was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Then uh, I grew up in U.S. Then with seven, I went to Brazil, and I've been raised my whole life in Brazil. And then this is my first time since since I went to U.S.
0: Yeah, I read somewhere that the training for LAFC's preseason was the first time you were back in the United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah, my you first time, yep. Oh, that's that's incredible did you experience a lot of the the football culture while you were there in Brazil what was your relationship with football when you
2: well soccer in Brazil it's a very popular sport because like all the player all the little kids want to play soccer so like it's the first sport that we play in Brazil
0: um so philip when did you start playing soccer what was your first experience on a team
2: well I started playing soccer with 10 11. Uh, first I was playing football, then they didn't have football in Brazil, then I started playing soccer because soccer is the most popular sport in Brazil, and then I started playing as a as a striker, then i didn't go well, I didn't have that much coordination, <laughs> I wasn't that fast, then I started dropping down as a midfielder, defender, then I, I became a goalkeeper.
0: <laughs> so that's how you became a goalie, huh? Yeah, that's the story, okay, yeah. okay. Well, who were your other influences when you were playing? Were there other family members that played soccer? Did you have friends? Was it like a particular coach? Like. Who was your, your real, like, inspiration when well, you first started out? Well,
2: who engaged me to the sport was my neighbor. Uh, I wasn't really, like, into soccer, but, like, uh, I was playing the street with my neighbors, and they wanted a goalkeeper. Hey, they said, I like you want to play as a goalkeeper. Yeah, sure, I never played as a goalkeeper. How, what, what do I need to do? Just, just stay in the goal and try to defend it. <laughs> and then that's what I did, and I did a great job. Then I started liking playing soccer, and that's how I started.
1: That's awesome. You played much of your youth career with Nacional in Sao Paulo. Tell us yeah. what that was like.
2: Well, Nacional Atlético Club is a second-division club in Brazil. It was my second club in my career that gave me a lot of experience, gave me a lot of opportunities to, to improve my career, to grow up in my career. And things of them, I'm here in LFC. Now, did you try out for them, or did they end up scouting you
1: when you were playing for another club?
2: No, I did a tryout. Uh, first, I was playing for Portuguesa. Did a tryout when I was 10. Then they they accepted me in the club and I stayed three years in Portugal. Then uh, I got transferred to Nacional and I stayed almost six years in Nacional.
0: So living in Sao Paulo, that's where Nacional yeah. was and everything. What are the similarities and what are the differences between a city like Sao Paulo and Los Angeles?
2: Well, there's a lot of traffic for sure. <laughs> there's <laughs> a lot of traffic yeah. again. Yeah, Los Angeles. Uh, there's a lot of traffic, so it's crazy. Um, uh, it's very hot too. But, yeah, Sao Paulo is a very peaceful place to live. In. Okay. Yeah.
0: Do you miss anything about Sao Paulo?
2: Uh, for sure, my family, family, family. friends, uh, the people who I grew up with. So for Can sure. you
0: find good Brazilian food here in Los Angeles?
2: In Los Angeles? I didn't even look... For Brazilian food, yeah, but I'm trying. I'm trying to find some Brazilian food, but like I like a lot of feijoada. It's like oh the, yeah, yeah. It's like the the black beans. Yeah. I love it
1: so much. Oh. A- I'm embarrassed to say the only churrascaria I've been to in Los Angeles was mm. at Universal Studios in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably
0: not authentic yeah, Brazilian. food. Yeah. Yeah. No, but all, I ate all a lot of food. <laughs> love all Brazilians love churrascarias. It's, it's, it's
2: amazing Brazilian steak.
0: <laughs> so. Last March, 2018, you were called in to the U.S. Under-20 Men's National Team. What was that like?
2: Uh, so it was a dream coming true, playing for the national team, and that's one of the the reasons that I'm here in LAFC.
0: So yeah, you um you actually hold citizenship in three different countries, right? U.S., yeah. Nigeria, and Brazil. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, Nigeria, Brazil, and U.S. <laughs>
0: Got it. So so how is it that you got on the US radar and and were you ever like in talks with Nigeria's nas- under 20 national team or Brazil or or how did that all work?
2: I think that they got surprised because I was the only US player playing the U the U20 in Brazil. So probably that got like a lot of visibility and they saw me playing, they liked my performance in the, in the league and That's I got awesome. called up.
1: That's incredible. And yep. your first game was
2: against Spain, right? Cuz they that? Was, yeah, it was against France. Oh, okay. France, yeah. It was in Spain. Oh, it, it was in Spain, Spain but France. I played against France, yeah. Got
0: it. <laughs> and you also played on that team with Chef Brewer, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, Chef, yeah. What, what's it like being on a team with Shaft, seeing him on the U20 team, seeing him here mm-hmm. in LAFC? He's got yeah. such a big personality. What's it yeah, like?
2: Yeah, yes. My first time knowing Chef was in the national team. He was actually one of the first guys who helped me. When I got to the national team, he's a very cool guy, very awesome guy, very athletic, very funny, all the time singing, making jokes. But <laughs> the most important thing that he was one of the guys who helped me when I went to the national team.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I'm curious, where does that guy get his style tips? Because he's probably one of the better-dressed people I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think it's since later. He has, like, a lot of friends with a lot of swag. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably because of that.
1: <laughs> all right, so for LAFC's second season, Backup goalie was a huge question mark going into preseason camp. How did your relationship with with LAFC really begin?
2: I played the U-20 championship for Brazil, and I was one of the best goalkeepers in the league. So then uh, LAFC, they saw me playing. And the last year in December, I think it was the last week of the MLS. Mm -hmm. They called me for a tryout, for a week of tryouts. Then I came to LAFC, I I did my week. Then I came back to Brazil. I played in another league and I got the the invite to play with with LAFC in February.
1: I'm sure that must have been a welcomed surprise in the sense that at least you were going from Brazil, somewhere that has warm and temperate climate to LA, a place in the US that also has warm and temperate climate. I imagine it makes you feel a lot better than possibly going and playing in cold Minnesota.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Minnesota is crazy. It's too cold. But, like, yeah, Los Angeles and Sao Paulo, they're kind of similar but about the weather because it's very hot. It's not that hard to, to practice.
0: Yeah, throughout most of the preseason, obviously, you were Tyler's backup. And yep. what have you learned from being able to watch someone like Tyler Miller throughout the course of all the practices and the games and everything else oh, that you've been able to
2: see? Tyler Miller, he's an amazing goalkeeper. Uh, he has a lot of experience. And I learned a lot about him because he has like a lot of confidence, a lot of leadership. And every day when I practice with him, I try to do exactly the same thing as he's doing because I want to be like him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that watching him playing and practicing is going to make me grow and improve in my career.
0: What about uh, Zach Abdel, the goalkeeper's coach? What's it like, you know, practicing under him and all of his wisdom? He's been around for for such a long time, seeing so many great goalies. What's it like with Zach?
2: Zach, he's uh, another level as a goalkeeper coach. He has, like, 20, more than 20 years ago uh, coaching a lot of big names in the uh, in MLS like Tim Howard, Brad Guzan. So yeah, it's an honor to, to practice with him every day. And when he's telling me something, I just I just hear him and I just want to learn every day.
1: Now, I remember that January. We were all excited to go to Bank of California Stadium. It was like a teaser. We were about to play Vissel Kobe. And of course, the excitement's in the air. David Villa, Podolski, Iniesta Can't obviously leave that name out. But <laughs> going into that game, we didn't have any backups for Tyler Miller that we knew of. Charlie Lyon, not with the team anymore. Quillen Roberts, not with the team anymore. And then you came out onto the field and Scarf and I were like, wow, who's that? So we obviously started following you. Then the 80th minute of the game came. You sub in for Tyler Miller. Tell us like how you felt coming in, seeing the thirty-two fifty-two, mm-hmm. being part of the atmosphere at Bank of California Stadium.
2: Well, first my sub wasn't wasn't even planted. Like uh, I was oh. in the bench. <laughs> That's Tyler. Awesome. What I heard it was like Tyler he was gonna play the ninety minutes. I was like, alright, yeah, I'm just gonna wait for my opportunity. And uh, I think that at the end of the game, uh, Zach came to me and asked, Philip, you want to play the last minutes? <laughs> I was like I got I got shocked like <laughs> I wasn't expecting that and I, I was like yeah sure yeah let's go let's go then I did the, the quick warm-up with him then I went and I subbed at Tyler and it was a great atmosphere and playing with the 3252 in a huge stadium and it's a thing that I'm gonna take for the rest of my life so what was it
0: like looking out on the opposite side of the field and seeing the 3252 just going nuts the way that they do the jump for la and you know because at, at the time I believe when you subbed in we were up was it three one right? And yeah, then, it was four. Yeah, three one. Yeah, yeah three one. Kevin Mendoza, I think scored yeah, that, that yeah, last the last one. Right? What was it like being able to look out at the thirty two fifty two and just see them just going the way they do?
2: Well, it was a incredible moment. Uh, I never played in the stadium with that much people, especially with that much uh, supporters. So it was an incredible moment. Uh, I'm going to take that moment for the rest of my life.
0: Oh, that's awesome! All right, so let's flash forward one month later to February. Yep, you sign your contract with LAFC what's it like signing a professional contract with a team here like LAFC who's, you know, even though we've only been around for a year, we've got this incredible following. We're, we're such a well-run, well-coached organization. What's it like signing a professional contract with LAFC?
2: First of all, I was playing the second division club in Brazil. So uh, one day I was playing the second division club, then the other day I was playing and I was signing an MLS contract. It was like a crazy thing, you know, I'm saying for my life. and I wasn't even expecting that. But thank God I got an opportunity to sign with LAFC. And uh, after that, things started changing my life.
0: Did uh, did any of the players make you, like, take them out to dinner or, like, you know, buy them, a, I don't know, a new pair of shoes or something? Or did no, they like no,
2: that? not yet. Don't, don't even give them the, the idea. <laughs> <laughs> don't even do that. <laughs> yeah, when he comes
1: back to us and said, I've been holding Shaft Brewer's luggage for the last week. <laughs> 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 it's going to be your fault. I'm in trouble. No, nah, no, nah, he <laughs> can't do
2: that. I'm the same age as him. He can't do that. Too. <laughs> That one's on me, then. Sorry, There you go. No, no problem.
1: So shortly after your signing, you know, we get the word that you're getting loaned out, and and you go to FC Tucson, a team that, you know, relatively new in the grand scheme of things. And you settled in really, really quickly while you were there. And, I mean, this is sort of a a newer question, but I mentioned it earlier. On Tuesday, you got the man of the match against Lansing, Ignite. Like, do you feel that you've really accustomed to the level of competition in USL League One?
2: I gained a lot of experience. With uh LAFC training with them, especially with like practicing with Vela, Jigorossi, those kind of guys, and I think that it makes me more mature when I go to play the USL1. There's not like a lot of difference of level, but most of the players of FC Tucson and the league of USL1 are like my age, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's less responsibility and it's more less it's less pressure. So that's why I'm doing like a great a great job in the league.
0: Yeah, not a lot of people might know this, but FC Tucson, this is their first season as a League 1 team. They have two wins in their team history. You have both of them, their first game ever in team history against uh, was it Orlando City B? Yeah, Orlando think, right? City B the first game you and you got the win there night. 3-1 yep. and then, you know, like the first Philly. clean sheet on yeah, Tuesday. Sure, what, yeah. What's it feel like to know that no matter what, no matter what happens in your pro career, you're going down in the history books with a team their first win, their first clean sheet. I mean, that's got to be a pretty cool feeling.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to be part of their story because uh, Tucson is the first team that I started my professional game. So I'm going to take that for the rest of my life. And I'm happy that I'm doing a great job in the, in the league.
0: Yeah, how do you like Tucson as a city?
2: Uh, as a city, yeah, it's very, it's okay. It's very hot, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a peaceful place to live. I didn't even visit like a lot of places in Tucson, but sure. everything that I saw, yeah, it's very, it's very nice.
0: And you're you're on loan there until November. Is that right through the whole season?
2: So uh, I I practice with LAFC. The whole week Okay I just travel to Arizona Or whatever is the game Just to play with them Then after the game I just come back to LAFC Oh
0: cool That's awesome
1: So you're racking up Those frequent flyer miles Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Alright
0: so We were looking on LAFC's website And it said a couple Cool things about you One of the first things though When we were looking all right. so there's a debate Online, there's like eight different places that have it one way and eight different places have it another. Mm-hmm. Philip, two L's or one L? Please tell everybody because it's wrong on some websites. and right on. How many L's are in your
1: name?
2: Well, they got wrong my name the, my whole life. It's two L's. Two uh, L's with Philip. Oh, That's
1: right. right. so yeah. yeah. You check the Instagram, the official Philip Edgemata. Uh, <laughs> <figure out>, yeah, <laughs> he okay, yeah two he's got two L's, right? There's a lot of
2: websites where they have like one L, but right. I don't know why. So for
0: anybody out there who's editing either his Wikipedia page or any other pages, it's two L's in Philip. If yeah, okay, exactly. So.
1: Got it. So I guess we'll start with asking you a couple like fun questions. So I wanted to ask you this because I was in a rock band back in the day. Mm-hmm. I play guitar, I play bass, I sing. Mm-hmm. I heard that you play a couple instruments as well. What do you play?
2: I play the guitar, the bass, the drums, and the piano.
1: Wow, you could basically start your own band, like do everything on GarageBand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're in the perfect time to do it too. Yeah,
2: yeah, so I started playing these instruments when I was little and uh, I grew up in the church. I was born and raised in the church and my pastor, he teach me how to play all those instruments and YouTube of course helped me a lot too. So yeah, since little I'm, I'm playing all those instruments. Alright, so if
1: you were going to start an LAFC rock band. Who would be in
2: the band? Uh, I don't know who exactly plays, but I would choose uh, like uh, the guys who do not play, who does not play, you know, just to just to make them uh, more... <laughs> just put them on the spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who
0: would the lead singer be in your band from the team from LASC?
2: Probably I'll put Shaft. He sings all the time, so yeah, (laughs) yeah, he deserves that moment.
0: (laughs) So, what kind of music do you listen to? What's your musical influences? What do you What do you like to listen to?
2: Well, I like a lot of rap, American rap, and I like electronics, and I like um, some gospel music too. Oh, nice.
0: All right, you're also into I think American football, right? NFL football. Yeah, yeah, I like who's, a lot of. Them. Who's your team? Who's your favorite player?
2: Well, I like Raiders because okay. uh, you're going to
0: make I, a lot of our listeners happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right.
2: bec- yeah, because I started playing football before soccer, so uh, I was playing for the for the junior team of, uh, of Raiders, okay. and uh, that's why I love Raiders. And one of my favorite players, I think, is Tom Brady. He's oh, very yeah. intelligent, very confident, and I like the, the style of how he plays.
0: Yeah, I don't think our Rams fans are going to be too happy. Yeah, with yeah. <laughs> not, but but I, I think I've said it once or twice on the podcast a few times. I love watching Tom Brady play. Yeah. I love watching great players be great. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a Patriots fan. But yeah, I'm not a Patriots fan,
2: too, but like, I like the way that he plays. You know? Sure,
0: sure. And then... Philly, you got excited about seeing that he has another passion of his, right?
1: Yeah. So on top of being in a band, I used to do competitive, well, amateur, but still mm-hmm. competitive MMA, and that's another sport that you said you you're really into as well, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I love MMA. I think that if I wasn't going to be a soccer player, I would try MMA for sure.
0: And I know Brazil's got a huge MMA past with you know so many great MMA martial artists that are in there. Who who did you grow up watching? Who were your favorites? Well,
2: I grew up watching two guys, John Jones and Anderson Silva yeah, especially Anderson Silva because he's like the Brazilian idol yeah, right. everybody loves him in Brazil
0: right yeah he's got to be probably as big as Neymar or some of those other guys yeah yeah Brazil, he, right? for
2: sure he's one of the biggest names in Brazil for oh, sure
0: that's
1: incredible yeah, he's arguably one of the greatest fighters to ever step yes. into exactly. the Oh, he's, incredible. he's what, incredible dude that was awful watching his
0: leg get broken on that
2: one I almost cried that day that, oh that was God. brutal that was I remember so seeing sad. it like
0: wait you just you broke Superman like I didn't know yeah, was <laughs> saw that. yeah that was a Chris Weidman fight right yeah exactly so Fortnite All right, who's the best Fortnite player
2: on LAFC? Mm, Well, first of all, I love Fortnite. I play Fortnite (laughs) almost every day. Uh, So I play with a couple guys in LAFC. I didn't play with all of them, okay. But I will say that one of the best players that I play with is Lee and Lamar. Oh, nice. Yeah, but especially Lee. But I won't say that he's the best because I didn't play with all the players yet. But for sure, he's one of the best ones. Yeah.
0: Got it. Have you played against any other? MLS players or anybody else? Nah, not yet, not yet. All right, so MLS, if you're looking for a Fortnite game. Just add uh, me.
2: (laughs) I know Phillips ready to
0: go.
1: I'm afraid of Fortnite because I have an addictive personality, and the last time I really got into a game was Mm -hmm. Angry Birds, and I don't think I dropped my phone for like three to four minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's just say hypothetically, Nigeria, Brazil, U.S. You hold passports on all three. You can play for any of the three national teams as far as I understand still, right? Yep. Let's say the the big team calls from either of those three countries, Brazil, USA, Nigeria. If they all call at the same time, who are you playing for?
2: Of course, I would choose U.S. because it was the place where I was born and where I grew up. and especially because uh, I, I grew up watching Tim Howard. He's like one of my idols. Sure. But um, I would choose, too, um, the first national team who calls me. Okay. So it th- doesn't matter if, if it would be Brazil or Nigeria or U.S., the first national team who calls me, I would sure. be accepting it for so, sure. So
0: if the out call, you're, you're going you're gonna to go for them? Yeah, go I'll go for sure. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. pretty cool to actually have all those, those choices. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's incredible yeah. to have the <laughs> <laughs> options,
0: man. That's, that's absolutely incredible. So, so Philip, is there is there anything that you want to tell our listeners out there? Anything about you or anything about what it's like to have played for LAFC and, and this whole experience? Anything about the, the fans that maybe we haven't asked about or something you just want to let everybody know?
2: No, um, playing for LAFC, it's a magical moment and uh, I was working very hard during my whole career to get this opportunity. And I'm very happy to play for LAFC. And I just want to say for all the fans, I never give up. Because if you give up, you're never going to have any more chances in your life. So uh, for sure, I never give up. And I'm in, I'm in the MLS. So it's a, it's a magical moment for me in my life.
0: That's that's awesome, man. Well, again, Philip, on behalf of both of us here at the Defenders of the Bank, being our first player interview, you've been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for taking the time
1: to be here. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you me. very much. I appreciate
2: for the opportunity. Yeah,
1: of course. The story was fantastic. I I don't know. I think I might be tempted to go home and try Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> if, if everybody's playing it. I, I got to give it a shot. Like, Come on, just be confident playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just afraid it's gonna like you know my, my wife's gonna be angry because we'll be spending more time playing Fortnite than hanging Ooh. out with her. <laughs> Panda, if you're If you could hear me out there, I'm gonna start a new hobby right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that was Defenders of the Bank with Philly and the Scarf and Philip Ejimadu, and we were so fortunate to have him on the show. Great interview. We wish him all the best. We know we're gonna see him succeed. He's gonna continue to kill it in Tucson and. we won't be surprised, maybe, if we see him this season. I would absolutely love that. I'm going to get a Philip Egemadu customized goalie jersey when that moment happens. Sure. And I'm going to shout you out and go, ah, we, we said it right here. You're going to play this season. But <laughs> that's all much. we got for this edition of Defenders of the Bank with Philly and the Scarf. Stay tuned for our next episode. This is Philly, Scarf, and Philip saying bye-bye. Uh,
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Riley's Brewing in Madera, California, and Riley's Brew Pub in Clovis, California. Riley's Brewing featuring Craft Brews, Hard Sodas and Spirits, a veteran-owned brewery in beautiful Central California, and a great fan of Defenders of the Bank podcast as well. Again, this podcast sponsored by Riley's Brewing, in madera california you can check them out at www.rileysbrewing.com and soon you'll be able to order beer from riley's and pick it up at the official defenders of the bank tailgate once again thank you to our sponsor riley's brewing